0: Hi, welcome to Office Hours, a podcast presented by College Fashionista. It's Amy Levin here. Each episode of this series has a special guest who will share insight on life, careers, and their story to success. Our first episode is with Joyce Chang. Joyce is a graduate of Princeton University and the current editor-in-chief at Self Magazine. She has worked her way up the ranks in the publishing world, and it's truly an honor to kick off our podcast series with this industry leader. Welcome, Joyce. Welcome, Joyce. So the October 2015 self-issue marked your one-year anniversary as editor-in-chief. How did you see the magazine transform over 12 months?
1: Well, a lot can happen in a year. And I've been thinking a lot about like what can happen in a year because it's, you know, the beginning of the year. I think that, you know, when we started, we were like a startup, like we totally ripped the magazine apart. We looked at what pages worked, what pages didn't work. We came up with a completely new structure for the book, a new point of view, um, while still adhering to the things that we felt were most important in a woman's life. And it all really came into focus for us, where self has always been about health and fitness. I sort of felt like if we go a little bit deeper, like where we are in the world as women, It's all about motivation. There's never been a generation of more motivated women, and there's never been such a spectrum of motivated women our moms worked, maybe their moms worked, our daughters will work. And so everyone is just so motivated. And also they're so supportive. So I think what we saw over the course of the year was the momentum of that, like more women helping each other, more women raising their hands to do more stuff. And so, you know, my first issue in 2014 was all about amazing fitness and bodies and all the stuff you can do. But our October issue um, in 2015 was our self-made issue. And so it was all of these things brought into every aspect of your life. And so that was really exciting. And we had Jessica Alva on the cover.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting because I started College Fashionista now five years ago. And even then when I started it, I felt like kind of an oddball as a female starting a company out of school, like everyone else was kind of going to work for people. And I didn't feel like the the level of support that there is now. Like it's almost like cool to be a female and to be doing great things and to have your own business and like. It's just so much more embraced and it's exciting. I think it's like we're at a really exciting time to be like female leaders and and support one another instead of like putting each other down.
1: Well, I think the message of self and why it resonated so much with me and why I wanted to do it was because there is no one way to get anywhere anymore. Like you can start a company in college. You could drop out of college. You could go work for a company and then decide that you want to start your own thing later. And there's no one direct route anymore. And what we try to show and self every month is you should do your own thing and you should blaze your own trail and you should find what you feel makes sense rather than what someone told you made sense for them.
0: I think it's so true. And it's so great. And it's like, it's really inspiring.
1: It's about trying new things and seeing what works and like, what works will lead you to the next thing that either works or doesn't work, which will lead you to the next thing that either works or doesn't work. And each time, each step is instructional in some way.
0: I find that a lot of the things that don't work actually like help me more because it it, it really makes me like take a step back and think. Totally. I think, I think that's great. Do you feel your life has changed now that you hold a more public figure role? Yes and no.
1: I feel like I want to lead my life. And is something that really speaks to me. And so my, like, authentically, like it is who I really am. I mean, these are all answers for questions that I have and questions that my friends have and questions that women I know are asking of themselves. And so having that be my work, and that being my platform, and that being, I guess, what my public role is, it does feel natural to me. I do probably pay attention to what I eat more than I used to. I try to work out and I pay more attention to doing things like meditating um, more than I probably used to. And I think part of it comes with age too. Like it's not just about a public role that you do things for the purposes of having an audience. You know, as you get older, Things change. And like the other night I was thinking, I was like, oh, what should I eat for dinner? Um, should I go make dinner plans? Should I order dinner? What should I do? And I opened up my fridge and my fridge was so organized. And I actually found that I had like made like a chicken chili and froze it at some point. <laughs> and I had this like amazing, healthy, home cooked dinner in the freezer. And I was like, When did I become a person who, like, makes her own, like, white chili and freezes it? And when did I become a person (laughs) who, like, has a really organized refrigerator? But, like, somehow it happened. And I was, like, really glad it happened. (laughs)
0: That's funny. This last year I got really into cooking as well. Yeah. And it's been something that is like so enjoyable and like so I don't know it just makes you feel so much better and it's such like a good I don't know for me mental checkout of work um, oh, but I haven't got into freezing stuff so I'm oh, not never, good at that well I so, I need to try that. Well, here's the thing. Like, I don't know how to adjust recipes to
1: like modify for amount. Yep. So, like, I'll cook for like a family of six, Same which issue. I don't have. And then I'm like, what am I going to do with all this? And so, one of my editors was like, well, you should just
0: freeze it. I was like, I don't know why I never thought that. I know it that. feels like my grandma. Like, she freezes a lot of stuff. Well, so like, freeze me four. Like,
1: right. Otherwise, it just stays empty and you have a bottle of vodka in it. And like, that's about it. Yeah or like i have peas for like sore ankles and stuff from like working out a lot but i do think that adulthood like sneaks up on you and like you have these flashes of it and you're like oh wow oh i didn't know that i could do that i didn't know that i'd reach this level of my life and you're kind of taken by surprise but generally it's like a pleasant surprise
0: yeah agree agree i totally agree what motivates you in your new position
1: I mean, I think what motivates me in my new position is the same thing that's always motivated me. I think that motivation is something that is inherent. Um, and I think that, you know, when I talk about self, I talk about self as a motivated woman's guide to life. And motivation is comes from doing what you love and waking up and feeling good about your life and wanting to try new things and being excited about what the day is going to bring. And a lot of that is out of your control. You don't know. Life is always kind of full of surprises and full of unexpected twists and turns. But a lot of it is also of your own making. I get super excited about, like, what I'm going to eat for breakfast. What smoothie am I going to get? Like, what am I going to do to work out? Um, Am I going to see one of the trainers I really like or my friend at a class? And that's just easy stuff. You know, those are little things that you kind of set up as the structure of your life. And then once you have those structures, you have a job that you like, you have friends that you care about, you have a family that you can trust and talk to, and, you know, you make your home be the most relaxing, happy place it can be. And when you put these structures into place, everything else sort of like feeds on itself. And it's like a positive cycle that sets you up for the kind of day that you want, even when weird things happen.
0: Yeah, it's good, that's true.
1: So I think it's about being open to surprise and sort of the unexpected things that will happen, but it's also setting up these positive structures that you know you can look forward to every day.
0: Yeah. I noticed that, well, a couple things. I think that even in New York, when you have a small space, which is sometimes hard to make it feel like a home because it's so small, like, like making your place comfortable and cozy. Like Sammy, who's behind us, hey, has like, she lives with her husband and her place is just like so like cozy Coffee. and little and perfect and like well thought out. And I don't know, like every time I go there, I feel so great. So I believe in like positive energy and – I have um, a dry erase board. When you walk into my apartment, you could see it. And I heard this once from someone where I wrote on it, today is great. So when I leave my apartment, I see it and I'm like, today is great. Like the day hasn't even happened, but it's great. And then when I come home, no matter what happened throughout the day, I see it and I'm like, today is great. That's such a like a little thing that you do that like sets and ends my day so positively for me. So I think like doing things like that is also reaching adulthood.
1: Kind of. Uh, yeah. You you just find sort of the little things that work, and you keep doing those little things, and they create things.
0: Yeah. Um, You mentioned meditation, which is something that uh, we're starting to talk more about on our site, and I know it's a a big conversation happening right now, but, you know, do you find meditating helps you stay present during the day, or what helps you stay present?
1: I never thought of myself as a meditator. Like, I always thought it was sort of like a hippie thing to do, and who's got the time? Anyway, I'm like a go-go-go person. I don't want to Waste 20 minutes um, sitting around. Uh, But the busier I got, the more I realized that I felt like I was racing through my life and I felt like my feet didn't touch the ground. I was going, and before I knew, like the day would be over. And I was like, where did the day go? Like, you know, it's just like this weird out of body experience. And you don't want your life to be an ongoing out of body experience. And so I tried meditation. And I tried it in all different ways before I found one that worked for me. And I think that meditation, like a workout, like finding what workout you like, it's kind of the same thing. Like you just have to try some things. Like I tried an app and like that was kind of good, but um, it didn't really, it didn't become a habit for me and it didn't feel like a hundred percent right. It didn't really have the effect that I wanted it to have. And then I ended up going to a TM workshop, Transcendental Meditation, And I was always really intimidated by it. I thought it sounded like, it's like what the Rolling Stones and the Beatles did. Like it sounded like the most intense version of it. And actually, it's surprisingly the simplest. Um, And once you learn how to do it, it's much more instinctual than you would think. I found it to be the easiest, the most relaxing. So you're supposed to do it twice a day. Yeah. At best, I do it once. I'd like to do it twice a day starting this year and i'm trying to do
0: it in the morning
1: i do it in the morning when i wake up
0: yeah and for how long 20 minutes oh wow yeah that's a long time it
1: feels like a long time when you talk about it like in the abstract and that's how i felt when i thought about meditation before i became actually someone who practiced it but now 20 minutes if you do it it like goes by really fast
0: i want to try it
1: You should totally try it and you should just take the class. Like it's going to sound a little bit intimidating when they first sort of tell you what the schedule is, but like, just do it. And I promise you, it's the thing that works. It worked for me. So see how you feel.
0: Yeah. I want to give it a try. I read a great book, 10% Happier. Have you read it? I haven't read it. The guy who writes it, and I can't think of the author's name, he talks all about meditation and how it, like, saved his life and how it's made him more balanced and more successful. Um, And he went to, like, this retreat where he didn't talk for 10 days. And it's just crazy. But, like, he's a very normal, professional guy. And I'm like, he made it sound like anyone can do it like it's not just for these like hippies. not just it's and I want to try it and
1: I also think that like we live in a culture where we're always communicating and we're always talking like whether we're texting whether we're talking whether we're on Instagram we're always like messaging like there's always a lot of info coming out of our brains and through our fingertips or like out our mouths and I think it's like kind of like a weird experiment to like experiment with being quiet because we're not used to being quiet so actually having 20 minutes to be quiet it will probably be the only time besides when you're sleeping that you actually are quiet
0: Scary, and i know it's scary <laughs> really cool too yeah i think that should be my 2016 goal So what I think is great about you, but I feel like you have a really strong journalism background. How do you define good content? I think
1: good content is something that makes you think and that makes you feel. And like the proportion can change depending on the kind of story, but I want a piece to be memorable. I feel like so many stories... I read in any given day, like, come in one year and out the other, and I don't even remember. And I feel like so much of our lives, like, we forget what we've eaten for lunch by the time, you know, three o'clock is, runner, like, rolled around. And I don't want us to live in a world in which we are not conscious, in which we are not, like, present. And I think good journalism, like, jolts you into being present with that page, those words this story, this writer. And I think that's what compelling content is. And it can live in all different forms and in all different ways. And you can have a thousand different mediums in which you pick it up. But like, it's the stuff you remember that's good.
0: Yeah, we were having a conversation about how different curriculums are in college now and especially in communications and journalism departments where like you know social media being classes and it's just crazy how how much journalism majors have changed. And even we notice it with our student, our style group contributors, the way that they're learning grammar and content creation. And so yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. But I think good content will always be good content, no matter if we move digital or wherever we move. And I think it's important for college students to like learn what good content is and how to create it.
1: And, you know, a podcast is content. Yeah. I hope that we say something that someone remembers. Yeah. Even if it's one sentence, even if it's one snippet, like if you remember throughout that day, something we said, like, I hope it's a meaningful conversation. And I I think it's meaningful. (laughs) I hope someone carries with it, you know, even if it's like a tip that's like, right on your dry erase board, today is going to be great. Try meditation create small structures that will make you happy in your life, be open to surprise, whatever those small things are for you, like that makes it have been worthwhile. When I was in college, we didn't have a journalism school. I I was an English major and I was a creative writing certificate. So I didn't really think about what journalism was or what it wasn't. And I ended up going to J school afterwards. But I really feel like journalism is a practice, like meditation is a practice. And the more you do it in the real world and apply it to your real life, that's how you get better at it. It's not really something you can learn like sort of the basics, but like truly you're not going to learn journalism in school. You learn journalism by being out in the world and asking a lot of questions.
0: Yeah. And it's it's very much like a practice thing. It's like practice, practice, right, write. write. Um, and then your voice develops. I actually, uh, I talked about this earlier today, but I started College Fashionista because I wasn't a strong writer and a professor had told me to just start a personal blog and that it would make me focus on writing and would give yeah. me like, it would hold me accountable for writing. Yeah. Um, and it's like a muscle. Yeah.
1: You know, it's like the more you write, the easier it gets. The more ideas come sort of in a shaped form that you know you can sort of put out there. I used to be a writer at the New York Times and the more I wrote, the easier it got. And I remember my first piece at the Times, I would go into the office at like six o'clock in the morning before anyone came and I would like bring headphones and I had read that like, Baroque music was what you should listen to because, like, it, like, mirrors your heartbeat and it creates, like, the perfect body equilibrium for best focus. And my editor would come in, you know, hours later and be like, what's up, Proust? Because, like, I took it so seriously. And it was so – it was hard for me because I wanted the piece to be, like, a magnum opus. And I remember my first (laughs) assignment was about, like, luminous makeup. It was, like, a beauty story. But I wanted it to be something so important and major. And when I – Turned it in, she kicked it back to me and she was like, This is (laughs) overreported. And I want you to be more relaxed and I want you to have more personality and I want your voice to come through. And I want you to tell this story like you would tell your mom in the kitchen. Yeah. Relax. Sometimes it's very hard to relax. Yeah. That can be like, relaxed. What does that mean? Or when someone tells you be yourself, it's like, how am I not myself?
0: Who am I? Who am
1: I? <laughs> but like, once you sort of like let a lot of those lessons go and you just get used to being yourself and you get used to writing and you get used to being comfortable with your own ideas, then it becomes easy and then it becomes like super
0: fun. Yeah. Do you still write a lot?
1: I don't write as much as I used to by... Mm like a long shot. And because I don't write as much, like the muscle isn't as developed. And yeah. so when I write my editor's letter every month, it's kind of hard for me. Yeah. Um to like sit down with my thoughts and this is what I want to say to my readers this month. And like a lot more people read me than they used to read me too, so there's a little bit of that.
0: No pressure. No pressure.
1: Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, this year is something that I've consciously thought to myself, I miss writing. I think when you're a writer, you're always a writer and I miss writing and I want to do more writing and how I'll do that writing is probably more personal than, you know, writing journalistic pieces because I actually have a journalistic job. But yeah, I plan to do more writing this year and I'm really psyched and looking forward
0: to it. Yeah, that's a good goal. Two more questions. More from like a fashion angle. We are on College Fashionista talking about athleisure. The athleisure look, and I think it's it's obviously very relevant for a lot of different jobs in cities. But for college students, they are very much going to class than going to it's work. It's a out. lifestyle. It's yeah, a lifestyle. Thank God. Yeah, and I know. I love it as well. What are your favorite athleisure brands at the moment?
1: I love mixing, you know, fashion with athletic clothes. Like I will wear Adidas and Nike. All the time, like today, I was running around before I went into the office, and I was wearing Nike Flyknit sneakers. Um, I think these pants are the Row, the sweaters Pruenza, and you know, it's just about what the mix is. I also think that we're in this moment where there is just so much, so many new little designers out there. <laughs> like I love Michi, um, I love Vimea, I love Aloe, and. I just feel like when you go to work out, when you're actually in your workout clothes, it's like you're wearing like an outfit that says something about your personal style, not just clothes to work out in. Um, And then when you leave the gym or you leave your class or whatever, you mix it in with all the other pieces in your wardrobe and it's very fluid. I remember over the holiday, my family lives in LA and I was home for kind of a long time. But I had packed a very, like, efficient suitcase. I ended up being invited to this very fashion dinner. And I didn't really quite have, like, all the pieces together. And I didn't have a concept that I really, like, loved. And I didn't have my normal wardrobe to, like, pull from. And so I was, like, cobbling together this outfit. And I was like, could I wear these Givenchy pants with this top that I would – that I got at Bandier? Maybe you know, and Definitely. I love, and I love having that like range and permission to like play in that way. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a really good time, and I also think for fashion, for athleisure, you know, being in the fashion business and being in the magazine industry for so long, I have been in uncomfortable clothes for like a really long time. It's like not worth it. And <laughs> now that this trend is here. And particularly because I'm itself, I am happier. I'm more productive (laughs) because, like, I can move and I'm comfortable. And it sort of, like, frees you to actually do the stuff you're supposed to do instead of thinking about, you know, how you're feeling in these clothes.
0: Yeah. I... Um, have noticed that I think so much more when I go to work out what I'm wearing. It's crazy. I used to like never care. And now it's like I'm thinking about it as if I'm dressing for the morning. But uh, we're really into outdoor voices at college. I Oshnista. love we... outdoor
1: voices. I love Tyler. Yeah. She is like, she's very
0: inspirational. She's
1: very inspirational. And, you know, when I think about my self reader and I think about my ideal self audience, I think of her because yeah. she's someone who is motivated, driven- but really cares about a balanced life and having adventures in her life and doing what she really loves.
0: Okay, the last questions are just one-word answers. L.A. or New York? Both. Outdoor adventure or sitting on a beach? Ugh, both. (laughs) Sneakers or heels? Both. (laughs) It's a both kind of day. It's a both kind of day. And go-to workout? Dance cardio. Thank you, Joyce, for talking to us, and thank you for listening. What a great story of success and very inspirational for all of our listeners. I hope you will join us for our next Office Hours conversation. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and rate this series. Until then.